Well, there you go. If McDonald's toast them, that's what you got to do. I thought they did, though it has been a while since I had a fast food breakfast. If they're going to go through the time and effort and trouble of actually toasting them, maybe they're supposed to be toasted. But but it For, is acceptable to you know, not toast them. If if that's your thing, if that's your jam or jelly or butter or honey, um, <laughs> yeah, just put them on their cold. <laughs> if that's what you like in your nooks and crannies. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just a question of whether or not whether or not you want uh, warm nooks and crannies or not. Some people like the cold nooks and crannies. <laughs> Glad we solved that one. Whew, the world's going to be better for it. Take that, twenty twenty. Finally, something good. <laughs> <Glimmer> <laughs> <of hope. laughs> Welcome to episode three eighty seven. It's a podcast. With three faces in boxes. Oh no! This face is Mike. This face is Craig. And here we are. We may as well not be real people. If you think about it. Little boxes, little boxes. Oh yeah. <laughs> I remember how the rest of that goes. Something about marijuana. <laughs> All made out of ticky tacky, and they oh, all look just, just the same. same. Is that worth There's finishing? A green one and a blue one, that... and a pink one and a yellow one. Is that show worth finishing? Um, I stopped in the <laughs> middle of the season where they moved to the the house in the beach community. Uh, it after the like, after the it, other the, place. Many many had people an will tell you that the show should have ended after three seasons. If you're going to start, if you're going to roll into the fourth season, you might as well punch your way through all of it because it just gets like, like, I don't think it's bad, bad, but it gets it, it like the focus of the show changes quite a bit. There's some weird stuff that happens. It gets, it, it, it does get a little out there. Of course, that can always blow up in your face as like, I stuck with Supernatural because of that kind of momentum after the original five season arc and it's only now ending on season 15. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm 10 deep into walking dead. So 15. <laughs> Good Lord. Who is, who is that talking there in that, in that box with that face? <laughs> it's Josh. Welcome back. Thanks for having me again. So 15 seasons of Supernatural, huh? Yeah, I'm working on the last one now. And the last one kind of goes back to a lot of concepts from that original first five season arc that everyone loves. Like it's just slowly digging up all these things people knew and loved from that first, you know, arc. Sure. I find it curious. I find myself curious um, whether a show that runs that long um, like how it pays how it pays off like how does it wrap how does the final episode deal with that much show um to kind of bring to a close is it is it different than a finale for a show that runs five or six seasons um do they have a lot more on their plate to deal with <laughs> how much fan service is there all that sort of thing i'm curious if 
anybody has any opinions on that. Like what's the Mike? What's the longest running show? Like the tip, either one of you, the longest running show you've watched where you watched the whole thing and like did the finale do the job? Like uh, assuming a show that actually had a finale, like a proper, like they knew it was going to end and they built toward a finale. Which ones ended well? Is that, that the question? Yeah, like yeah, like you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of like shows that were long, long that that ended well. I don't know, Mash. I guess everybody. Yeah, likes I was that. about to say Mash. Mash had, was... That's true. Mash had a good, a good ending. Mash is like the first one that leaps to mind under those parameters for that length of time. So what's what's the um, what's the cutoff? We're talking how many seasons or more? I'm just curious about like long seasons. You know, like or shows that ran really long, like stuff stuff that went beyond like five six seasons. Like we've talked about The Sopranos and Breaking Bad and right Buffy. But like, you know, the stuff that got to like 10 plus seasons, like how did it? I don't know that I've stuck with any that have gone that long. <laughs> Even well, ones I liked, I, you me, know, sure. like, uh, oh, reasonably... how, well, I was about to say, how much is the Simpsons going to disappoint when it finally <laughs> ends, if it ever does? At season uh, 97. Oh, you couldn't do three more? <laughs> It's well, uh, Matt you know, Groening's grandchild. Like, and with a comedy, it's a little different. And it's, a, you know, it's, The Simpsons is a pure comedy, whereas MASH, like, you know, had a, it was set during a wartime and they, so they could have the war end. Like, there was a story thing that they could yank onto. Like, what would they do with The Simpsons? Will they have all the kids graduate to the next class? Yeah. Like, that's how they could end it. Like, every, all the kids start their, their first day of school in the next grade because they've been in the same grades this whole time. They've all, they've, all those kids have experienced like 17 Christmases <laughs> at the same age. Ma- Maggie just puts down the pacifier and walks off into the sunset. <laughs> she holds it out like mic drop style. <laughs> yeah. Walks off, walks off the screen, but like, you know, plump over one time, you know, trips on her, on her clothing one time. I was thinking um, like Cheers and Frasier. I think I actually watched all of Cheers, but I couldn't tell you how how that show ended, like what the last Cheers episode ended was. Well. I liked the finale of Cheers. I remember watching the finale. I remember the I remember the episode. Um, but I never finished Frasier. Yeah, I missed like I the last the last ended. three seasons. I think. Yeah, Cheers was one that like because it was kind of like I was too young when it was initially coming out and then i'd see the reruns on like like other channels growing up but i would just see like random episodes like i've never sat down and watched cheers all the way through in the order it's supposed to be watched in cheers ended with um like during that toward the tail end there woody got married uh rebecca who had always been like chasing after like rich people you know, she always kind of wanted to marry well to, to re- meet somebody that was, you know, had money. She ends up, I think, marrying a plumber. <laughs> she ends up with a plumber <laughs> toward the end. Um, uh, uh, the, the final scene is just the regular characters at the bar hanging around talking. Um, so it's kind of like what the show is always about. And, um, you know, they, they kind of they have their, they all have some moments and, and whatnot, and they all kind of eventually walk out and it ends with Sam. There's a great moment. Sam is walking across, walking through the bar. Everybody's gone. Um, he straightens the photograph of Geronimo that's on the wall. Um, that is, that's representative of coach. Yeah. Um, 
that's like that was a little nod to the fact that the you know the actor uh, who played coach was no longer alive who had he died during the run of the show um and then there's a knock at the door um and you see just a person in silhouette at the door and sam says i'm sorry we're closed so they closed the bar you know they had like that was the end of yeah. the show was close they closed the bar which kind of was you know fitting like a little oh <laughs> <laughs> the ending of friends was just like okay though their characters are all moving on with their life except for joey <laughs> Looking at other shows that ran, Happy Days, Happy Days was okay. Happy Days had that uh, that monologue. That do you remember the the fourth wall breaking monologue from Mr. Cunningham at the end of Happy Days? Vaguely, he he turns to the camera and he talks to the viewer. Um, and he he has like a little thing. I don't remember exactly what he says, but he basically thanks everybody for for coming and watching the show and being part of their family. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's very appropriate to the show. Like the show is always about kind of nostalgia for like this, like idyllic family life. Didn't watch Big Bang Theory, but I understand somebody wins an award. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that one ended well. Yeah. <laughs> they ended with a, with a big moment like that. Um, what else do we got? Cheers, Frazier. It's not an award, Craig. It's a prize. The prize. <laughs> um... Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch Modern Family to the end, so I don't know how. Oh, that ended. yeah, that was that was good. I mean, was it wasn't. Good? Yeah, it was all right. I would say it was good, not great, but happy with it. Um, in Bonanza, like uh, the Cowboys all died. I think that's what happened right at the end of Bonanza. <laughs> like, just everybody, everybody you know, died. All the horses died, and the Cowboys just died. Well, it was the end of that era. Like, there was no more. You know, the, the train came to town or something. I'm kidding. I don't know how Bonanza ended. <laughs> the train came and killed them all? <laughs> the train showed up and all these Easterners showed up. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. So, okay, that's. I was just curious. Yeah, there's, there's quite a list, actually, that went like 10 or more. Some that are still going. <laughs> Blue Blood's still on NCIS Los Angeles, still going. <laughs> oh, yeah, those procedurals all go on forever. Even if you NCIS. don't look at the spinoffs. NCIS is on 17 seasons. Good lord. The original Law & Order ended, but I don't think I saw whatever the final episode was. Here, let's take a look at this. Shows that started before 9-11. CSI, which ended after 15 seasons. Family Guy started before 9-11. Of course, it took a break. Law & Order. But that, that actually ended a while ago. Trying to see if any, uh, the Simpsons and then SVU. SVU started Law and Order Special Victims Unit started before. I didn't realize they're on 21 seasons with that show. Wow. It's Vu. It's the number two right now behind The Simpsons. Wow. Yeah, Special Victims Unit is on 21 seasons. Hmm. Anyway. Hey, Josh, how's it going? <laughs> was a going fun, fine. Little fun little trip down. Do you watch the show? Yeah. <laughs> I was it's still mostly stuck at home, which is been a blast it's so much fun yeah well the view doesn't change are you still a real person or are you turning into a face in a box <laughs> i feel like a person in a box sometimes although i shouldn't really say that i i do i do i do leave my apartment or you get to drive your new car every day i do directly Whoa. to work and then directly home and to no place else because <laughs> there's nothing going on yeah, see, for my job, there's still, like, 
because of our record keeping policies, like some stuff has to be hard copy. So I have to go in for about two hours once a week to like drop off and pick up certain things. But yeah, for the most part, like I'm at home other than like that two hour trip and then like maybe a grocery store run. News? What do we got? Do we have news? I believe we. I don't know. Unless, Mike, unless you have something else you would like to share. Well, when this me... episode comes out, the uh, <laughs> Nerdburger Con will have already happened, but we're recording this early so that I don't have to record during Nerdburger Con. So I'll tell you about how the convention went next time. So, what's news at Ner- Nerdburger Con, Craig? Oh, wait. I don't know. No, I don't, don't know, know yet. That's right, because we're time traveling. Um, um, let's see. After nearly half a century, elusive CNO neutrinos are finally seen from the sun. Scientists are all stoked. Something there's a, there's a neutrino that's coming out of the sun, and they actually see it. Uh, and that hasn't happened in fifty years. Um, it, they've they've theorized it for a long time, and they have finally confirmed it. Oh, I see. Or I or I I confirm. Yeah, lots of different subatomic interactions can make neutrinos, including various types of nuclear fission. The biggest source around us is in the sun because of its fusing hydrogen into helium in its core, making something like, oh, 10 to the 25th neutrinos every second. They shoot out in every direction. Um, so really, what, what took them so long? These things are everywhere. Uh, about a, exactly about a hundred billion neutrinos just passed through it as you read this sentence. A hundred billion. So, in other words, billions and billions. Right. That was but, a really awful Carl Sagan. Billions and billions. <laughs> um, but ninety-nine percent of these are from um, is is from what is called a proton-proton train, and it involved chain and it involves several steps then there's the other one percent comments from what is called the cno cycle or carbon nitrogen oxygen cycle it takes a whole bunch of steps but involves all three of those elements um and these are the ones that they finally said hey they're right there and so scientists are like Woo-hoo! what they that have... means for you and i and uh the, like how fast our phones are what or, does that mean uh, <laughs> what our uh, mileage is going to be like on our car or whatever i don't know oh so they have photographs? Is that is that is that is that right? They saw it. So well, they I'm sure they have, sure video? They have you know science photographs, which is like they have readings of some. No, you know, some I want om- something ometer. I want 8K HDR. <laughs> little little photos of those neutrinos that are shooting 100 billion of them that are shooting through your body. As I say this, I want to see them shooting through my body. Um, yeah, I don't know that they have that. Well, if they did, there'd probably be a picture of it on the website you're looking at. So if it's not there. <laughs> yeah, but they found, uh, they're able to, to pin down like 20 per day. <laughs> Hundreds of billions that are shooting through your body just while I'm talking right now. So far, they, they picked out 20 like every day. So, so they, it's a very rare occurrence. They're still they're they're fine tuning the neutrino ometer, I guess. Well, that's not a rare occurrence. It's a very common occurrence. It's rare for them to be able to detect them. So they need they that's, need like a a better lens on their neutrino meter. Right, and they think it's going to tell them a lot about how the sun and planets formed, how the sun ages, how it will die. Um, so 
So we'll be able to under- sure. understand its death in three billion years. Yes. <laughs> Never mind the fact that we will have advanced. <laughs> we will have advanced in our understanding. One would hope <laughs> we will have advanced in our understanding of the sun. Um, <laughs> Enough to fix it. Beyond, yeah. beyond even what these neutrinos are going to tell us. But, you know, hey, baby steps, right? We'll replace it with one of the, we'll, we'll take Jupiter and, uh, right. That's the big one. Right. And we'll, with uh, the, we'll build spot. In yeah. We'll yeah. build a star killer base on it and have some rebels come and blow it up and turn it into the new sun. Cause that won't have any, you know, horrible effects on the life on the planets that are orbiting in that system. Right. <laughs> if, no, I'm sure it'll be if fine. the sun gets destroyed and one of the planets becomes the new sun that, that can't possibly cause any kind of, uh, problems no we'll just turn it off and turn it back on again <laughs> in a completely different location <laughs> reboot, hundreds reboot of millions of miles away <laughs> hey did you know that the red spot on jupiter you know the big storm that that might disappear sometime in the next 20 years it's uh, so didn't it, out didn't it uh didn't it go away briefly recently well it it, it like ebbs and flows a little bit but it might just go I away completely. it disappeared completely recently but for it, a brief moment. Just like you blink your eye and it's gone, and then you blink your eye again. And it's well, like, you know, the, 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 it rotated around the planet, and then when it came back around again, it wasn't there. And then, and then Oh, so it's and, like the world's worst magic trick. <laughs> like, I'm going to make this disappear, but pardon me while I turn around. And then it, Jupiter put it under its shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and then turned back around and said, <laughs> oh, look, it's gone. And then turned around again and pulled this, the red spot out from underneath its shirt and then turned around and said, and it's back. And then it revealed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then it, then it, exactly. it, it revealed to you it had two red spots all along. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Saturn hasn't linked any of those rings together in its magic show. So I guess, you know, beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> Jupiter's doing better with its magic than Saturn in all those rings. Jupiter's at least trying. Yeah. Saturn's just sitting there like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I've got like a billion rings here. I could, I suppose I could link them and unlink them. And Uranus is That'd out there yelling at all, of, yelling at the other planets. Hey, stop hiding stuff in me. Should we rename Uranus as Wazoo? Wazoo. Going yeah. back to a Plan- previous episode. Planet Wazoo, Wazoo from, from the Wazoo from, being from last week. Sure. Uranus. <laughs> Alrighty. So what else is news? So we're looking for something to do, huh? We're all bored. Um some of us, yeah. Walmart. If you, Walmart. If you don't want to go in Walmart, you can just park in the parking lot and watch some drive in movies. Oh yeah. The drive-in's coming back. In Walmart parking lots, yes. In Georgia, anyway. I don't know if it's nationwide. I assume it is. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some happening. Until October 21st. Yeah, more than 150 stores across the country are participating. There you go. Audiences will enjoy a wide range of films, safely from their own vehicle, including... Now, I assume that... uh, I don't think this article says so, but that, you know, you tune to a certain radio station and you get it on your, you know, in your car stereo system. You're not, they're not installing like poles with those speakers on them (laughs) that you have to park next to. (laughs) Like an actual There's better ways to do that now, especially given the situation. There's probably an app. FM radio will, uh, will do that for you. Um, you can go to thewalmartdrivein.com. Did you just look that where, up? Yeah, to yeah. learn where the Walmart drive-in nearest you is. 
and yeah. it's free. You get to watch uh, inspiring sports stories like Friday Night Lights, The Karate Kid, and Space Jam. Mm, Space Jam. Blockbuster franchises including Just... <laughs> Black Panther, Lego Batman, Spider-Man, Spy Kids. Yeah, so they're really like not showing you anything new. E.T., Ghostbusters, Men in Black. The Wizard of Oz. Back to the Future, Goonies, Wizard of Oz. Yeah. There's something here for everybody. So for those of you out there who haven't seen The Wizard of Oz, (laughs) 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 the 1939 hit movie. That gets replayed on TV every Easter. Well, (laughs) and for the younger generation, it's not as, that's not quite the thing anymore. Like that was a, a, a yearly thing for us as kids growing up. Nowadays, there's so much else to watch. So yeah, Wizard of Oz, if you want to know what that's all about, now you can see it on the big screen and you can be shocked at the amazing special effects for 1939 on the big screen. Yeah. And the giant house and the cyclone. And how uh, how they uh, cow. discovered... <laughs> the, the flying cow. Yeah, how they discovered Technicolor about um, 10 minutes into the movie <laughs> and, and decided to made the you know creative decision to switch over to the new color film at that point. Yeah, because they filmed the movie in order. Uh, they filmed the whole scene in order one. And, and they invented Technicolor 15 minutes. Kansas you know, after, Farm after like three, exterior. After like three days of shooting, they invented Technicolor. Um, and then they blew their budget on the Technicolor and they had to go back to black and white at the end. Ha! Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that is an impressive tornado, though. Considering yeah, for uh, 1939, it's a hell of a tornado. I think it's made out of nylons. I think it is, yeah. Like ladies' nylons. <laughs> on like a, some sort of a frame filled with and then they put it dust they, or something yeah they filled it with filled it with dust and had fans blowing and stuff yeah seats for everyone's safety please stay in your car vehicle one car per ticket and you must have a vehicle so you can't just walk in there with a <laughs> lawn chair <laughs> and a and a, a transistor radio what if you uh what if you've got a bicycle and it's uh and you're towing a like a a wagon a radio flyer with you know your friends in it does that count? Yeah, well, it says must have a vehicle. does not say a vehicle with an internal combustion engine. I think we found so a loophole. Can I, can I skateboard in? <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, it's, a, it's a family event, so no alcohol, please. Yeah, how are they going to monitor the fat oh. in your car in the dark when you could be, like, e- even if you don't have it in a, an actual alcohol container, it's like I've just got a, you know, a big gulp. Right. <laughs> It's filled with vodka. Well, hopefully, at least not the driver's not drinking, right? Yeah. They're- that just reminds me of a video I saw recently where, like, someone was getting on an airplane and basically put, like, drinking alcohol in their hand sanitizer bottles to get it on the plane. Well, oh, if it's geez. less than three ounces. <laughs> 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 Sir, why do you have so much hand sanitizer? Have you been watching the news? <laughs> Get past <Yeah>. security. <laughs> and of course, some hand sanitizers, because they had to crank up production so much, is made out of the drinkable form of alcohol. So. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that. The distilleries switched over to making hand sanitizer. This is. Do you have, al- do you have alcohol in that car, sir, while you're watching The Wizard of Oz? Uh, I just have a big gulp full of hand sanitizer. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, that's not hand sanitizer. That's vodka. It'll sanitize my hands, won't it? (laughs) Just dunk your 
God. Did you hear about the hand sanitizer? Is uh, People are getting sick from it because they're using so much of it. You're overdoing it. Oh, it's like a, it, it absorbs through your skin in very small amounts, but if you're using it constantly and in large amounts. Well, geez. there's also the other issue that apparently, like, because I know there was a recall of some brands because it was being made with methanol, wood alcohol, and that oh. absorbs through that absorbs through right. the skin more readily than other forms of alcohol. So that was creating a problem. Is that what it was? It was uh, they resorted to to substandard form of alcohol. Jeez. Well, we've got all this wood alcohol lying around. <laughs> Vats of wood alcohol. Eh, just throw it in there. What could go wrong? Uh, what do you use yeah. wood alcohol for normally? Solvent. Yeah, you probably don't nice. want to. <laughs> Here, rub that on your skin. Well, I mean, all alcohol is a solvent, but methanol in particular is just happens to be super toxic to people. <laughs> methanol is also mostly for fuel solvents and antifreeze. You know how they tell you, you know, if you're really thirsty, <laughs> drink some antifreeze, especially if you're cold, if it's cold out. Well, I was about to <laughs> say, it, when you hear stories about drinking alcohol and going blind, that's specifically methanol. Yeah, don't drink antifreeze, by the way. Don't, don't, don't. Somebody's going to clip out that snippet of me saying that without the don't at the beginning. Uh, I would never do that. According to this, methanol is also found in abundant quantities in star-forming regions of space and is used in astronomy as a marker for such regions. <laughs> Laying the groundwork for those CNO neutrinos. Well, we couldn't. The reason we couldn't find them all this time is because they're drunk. They're just wandering all over the place. They wouldn't pose for a picture that Mike wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Try wrangling a bunch of drunk neutrinos into a picture. That's why there's no pictures, Mike. They're all they're all hammered on wood alcohol. Okay, now everybody, everybody, close in, closer, closer, and everybody smell. No, wait, no, no. You over there? Stop wandering away. Come back. No, don't you dare vomit. If you vomit, everybody's going to vomit. (laughs) 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 (sighs) All right, what else we got? How about uh, Elon Musk? Oh, great. Let's talk about that. Nobody do this time. He's he's stoned. He's not drunk. Um... (laughs) Uh, something. We, remember we talked about uh he's got that Neuralink chip that's uh he's planning to uh make some big announcement about at the end of the month. Um it's the sure. this is the thing that they're gonna, gonna put, put in com- put, put in put people's brains. Brain. Yeah, they're gonna attach it to your brain and uh it's to ward off AI. So um some some other things are coming out about this thing. He has revealed that it will allow the wearer. I don't know if something is getting sewed into your brain if you're wearing it. Right? I think you're the host then at that point, not the wearer. Yeah, basically. It will allow the wearer to hear things that they weren't able to hear before outside of normal human hearing range. So, yeah. Watch out for people with dog whistles, I guess. 
because <laughs> it's going to hurt your ears now. I was about to say, there's just so many horror stories about what happens when people try to see or hear outside the normal range of our senses. Never ends well. <laughs> well, that's not even the uh, big piece of news for this. Apparently, he's claiming it's going to help restore movement for people with a fully severed spinal cord. I'm Elon Musk, and I have magic for you. Here. Take this magic. And you know what? If it does, that's great. Sure. But I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, yeah he basically... From that guy, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, he basically throws out these ideas, then his desperate engineers have to try to make <laughs> it happen. Would you like to be one of those people? <laughs> he said what? what did, oh, crap. What did, what did Mr. Musk say? <laughs> oh, we're going we're gonna to cure paralysis with a chip? Okay. Sure. I'm, sure. I'm, why not? Okay, get, get the team in here. I'm never going to sleep again, am I? Yeah, Musk, what? Musk was quoted as saying, uh, I can't wait to find out uh, what Christopher Reeve thinks about this. He, he said that. No, he didn't. Okay. Because he's been dead for like 15 years. <laughs> Christopher Reeve's been, yeah, he's been gone for a while. Oof. I know he was around at some point during the run of South Park. Because they had him like squeezing fetuses into his mouth and dr- drinking the, jeez, oh like the, right, the, the stem, stem cell cells, episode. yeah, the stem cell episode. Yikes! <laughs> what else we got? Anything interesting to talk about? I have a list of all of the slang words for penis. <laughs> all of them, every last one of them. Well, it says every single slang word for penis you need to know. <laughs> what's so special about these (laughs) okay well josh you and i let's judge do we need to know these is it like mike you can go ahead and give us one at a time and we'll give us a penis one at a time and uh, (laughs) we'll tell you whether or not that we needed to know that now the reason i looked this up was because of uh because you're mike first of all (laughs) because of andy's episode of course two weeks ago um (laughs) jeez Yeah. How many are there? Is this going to fill the rest of the episode? 151. Okay, let's let's go through just a handful. I just want a handful of penises, please. <laughs> They're in alphabetical order. <laughs> well, to, to give me a sampling of penises down the whole the whole list. Okay, anaconda. Sure. Baloney pony. <laughs> nice. That's a good one. Um. Okay, some of these are stupid. Custard. Tell us the stupid ones too. <laughs> Custard launcher. <laughs> ding-a-ling ding-a-ling with hyphens ding-dong dinger dingle dingus dingy lots of dings gotcha dink dinkle dipstick disco stick <laughs> dong donger donkey kong doodle dork down down d-o-w-n down oh, i don't get that fire hose f- pole whoa gherkin hairy canary <laughs> does your does your penis sing? Does it, does it die when it's in a mine? <laughs> that one. If there's raises... gas, if there's gas being released in the mine, will my penis die before I do? Yeah, that one raises so many questions. <laughs> what kind of noise does it make, Harry? I would imagine. I would imagine it peeps. 
<laughs> nice. Hammer Hot Rod Hooter. Uh, Jade Stock. Mm. Nope, sorry, sorry. Disagree with Hooter. No. Nope, sorry. I disagree um, with Hooter. That, that's too. a different body part. Jamoke. <laughs> Jimmy, Jock, Johnson, John Thomas, Joystick, Kielbasa. Well, that's wishful thinking, but continue. Lad. Langer, Lingham. Oh, here we go. This is this is the good stretch here. Love muscle, love stick, <laughs> and I think my favorite, love truncheon. Truncheon. <laughs> I've actually heard that one before, and I wish I could no remember way. where. <laughs> you have heard love truncheon before. It came up in some. <laughs> I'm piece sure it of did. Fiction I was reading, but like I cannot remember the context. I cannot remember <laughs> what the thing was. But, like, why that of all of them seems familiar to me. <laughs> truncheon. It's also that's listed like a, under that's like a just Tommy, truncheon. That's like, a, that's like a, that's a baton. That's a baton for hitting people with. It's like yeah. a stick. Like a, well, that comes right the, after love stick. Yeah, love stick. <laughs> love truncheon. How many, how, many, how many romance novels do you think have been written <laughs> where... During the course of like a long career of writing romance novels, you've got the writer who has to constantly be coming up with new ways to talk about stuff because you're not going to just use the same words over and over, right? Even within the yeah. book. So when how many every times other do you scene think is a sex love, scene? You know, like, and he thrust his love truncheon. <laughs> you know, like, how many times do you think that <laughs> makes me think of the what was the which which one of the uh, Naked Gun movies in it is it where he. <laughs> Frank Drebin wakes everybody up by reading as he thrust his purple-headed warrior into her <laughs> quivering mound of love pudding. <laughs> well, scrolling ahead. I haven't seen that movie in two decades, and that's the line I remember. Purple-headed warrior is not on this list. <laughs> oh, pfft. List is incomplete. Master... Is there purple anything? No. Okay, what do you... Master John yeah. Goodfellow. Sure. Maypole. Meat. Meat puppet. Meat rod. Meat stick. Meat stick with a space in between. <laughs> Two words. Jeez. Member. Membrum virile. Latin. The, vir- the virile member. Is, yes. yes. <laughs> I forgot about this one. <laughs> if you thought it's be love, a good one. love truncheon was good, wait until you try <laughs> nature's scythe. What? I don't. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> what? What's wrong with your penis that you're going to call it a scythe? That's a uh, curving blade. Oh, th- there's a lot to unpack with. That. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's a scythe, which is you know that's a that's a curved blade on a long pole as opposed to a sickle, which is a curved blade on a short pole. So it's a it's a it's a big tool. Yeah. Um, long pole. Scythe. But what are you cutting with it? I don't know. Man. I mean, you know, like are you only doing virgins? I don't I don't even know where to go. I'm just sticking, I got nothing. Sticking it in unnormally abnormally small holes. I got I got nothing. I just I, I don't it's even just know what to sound, do with that. That just sounds awful. It does. Okay, so we're going to go right from Nature's Scythe to... Please, palate cleanser. Old chap. 
old chap. Sure, that's a that's a great <laughs> Britishism. One-eyed trouser my, snake. So I took out my old chap. What? You know, my one-eyed yeah. trouser snake. Yeah. My organ, my package, my pecker, my peen, my pee-pee, my pee-wee. My pego, my penis, my peter, my phallus, my pickle, my pierce, my pike, my pingus. P-I-N-G-A-S, pingus. Pink cigar, pintle, pipe, pisser, pizzle, plonker, pork sword. Oh, good lord. <laughs> Prick, pud, putz, p-word, python, ramrod. Ooh, skipping that one. <laughs> Root, rudder, salami, sausage, schlong, sh- schmuck. Yeah, a lot of... You got quite the meat varieties. Yeah. Um, sure. Shaft, schlong, schmeckle, skin flute. Yeah. Snakes, skin flute snausage. Oh, I guess that's a dog's that. penis, right? Um, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I thought that was a red rocket, but okay. Spit stick. <laughs> Good lord. Tadger, tagger, tallywhacker, thing. Oh, that's good, yeah. Just thing. The thing. <laughs> Boring. And then thingy. <laughs> Third leg. Todger, tool, trouser monkey, trouser snake, plain old. There we go. Plain old truncheon. Tube steak. <laughs> Unit wang. Weapon. Wee wee weenie. Weenie with, an, with a Y. <laughs> wang with a WH. Hang. Yeah, I don't understand why the multiple spellings they're just padding out their like you already have over a hundred why are you padding out your list with multiple so hold it hold it hold it you're wondering why they're making a list of (laughs) words for for penis and they're making it bigger you're wondering why they're making it bigger good point (laughs) point to craig (laughs) ding sorry whittler wiener willie willie with a y first one was ie wing wang winkle Winky. I like Winkle. That's a good one. Yard. I guess that's length. Sure, of course, because every man wants a yard long penis. That won't get in the way of like driving a stick shift. <laughs> well, that's just another word for third or a way for saying third leg, right? Um, sure. And and last but not least, yin yang. No. That's that's your wazoo. <laughs> that's not your love truncheon. Got lawyers up the yin yang, yeah, exactly. And then for no reason whatsoever, at the end of this article is all the slang ways to say blowjob. Do you want to go through these or move on to something? No, else? that's okay. okay. We're, I think we're we, we've spent enough time on this. <laughs> Unless you got one favorite, what's what's your one? What's your what's your love truncheon of that list? Talk about something while I'm scanning here, because it's a long. Hang on, it's it's. It's, it's this, a long list. This list is a hundred. It's a hundred long. Added it out with a lot of spelling differences and hyphenations and all sorts of ridiculous stuff. Crunching. Jeez. Crunching's just a fun word no matter what you're applying it to. It is. To. Club baton, cudgel, bludgeon, stick, staff, billy, billy club. Just other words for truncheon. So we can have your love stick, your love cudgel, your love baton, your love blackjack, your love club. Your love stab, your love Billy, your love Kosh, your love nightstick. No, that doesn't. Some of these don't work too well. Oh, here we go. I found my favorite one. Okay. Mouth to junk resuscitation. Jeez. Okay, moving on. Um, jeez. You don't what like the that? How was that? <laughs> Peeling the banana. Okay. Okay. Ne- kneeling at the altar. Nope. Nope. Sorry. 
that one's no good. That's that's puking in the toilet. That's getting drunk and puking. How about giving Big Jim and the twins a bath? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, new favorite. <laughs> oh man. Um we want to talk a little bit about the b- 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 bad movies. Not any, you know, not going into necessarily into depth on a bunch, but yeah. I know Josh has uh, has uh has a new favorite. Yeah, that, that you'd was, like to uh, tell us all about. Yeah, the discussion of so good they're bad movies was just kind of my excuse to talk about Money Plane, which is a recent one that came out. Money Plane. What's that about? Is it about money on a plane? Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, it stars uh, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, retired wrestler uh, Adam Edge Copeland. Uh, it is about uh, robbing what is supposed to be a high stakes casino. <laughs> what for... is supposed to be? <laughs> yeah, high stakes casino for like criminal types in the air. And I say like supposed to be has like all the in plane scenes. They clearly like all they could get access to was like some some tiny like private passenger plane like (laughs) like it's you expect luxury with a setup like that like no this was not it so there was no full-size uh craps table (laughs) no where everybody can stand all the way around it takes like it takes like three people to operate it yeah and kind of the setup is edges character like part of a thieving crew job goes wrong he ends up uh in debt to this guy named uh Darius Emmanuel Grouch the third, aka the Rumble. <laughs> uh, the, is that is played, that, is that his played, Christian name? Is that uh is that on his birth certificate? That they, they remind you of both his full name and the nickname the Rumble so many times. Like it's and, and played by Kelsey Grammer, who is <laughs> what? Yes, who is clearly just like, because I've seen Kelsey Grammer just phone it in. No, he was having a blast making this thing. <laughs> okay, now you awesome. got me on board. I was like, oh, he's just he's just cashing in a paycheck there. No, he's like, no, I've All seen right. him. I've seen him phone it in. He like he. I don't know if he knew how bad what he was making was. But he, at the very least, was having fun with what he was given. And also has Thomas Jane, uh, who clearly all his parts were filmed over, like, a two-day period. (laughs) And also, like, just straight-up chewing scenery. Like, also having a blast, much like Mr. Grammar. Um, And the whole movie, it's bankrolled uh, by the Lawrence brothers, Joey, Matt, and Andrew, directed by Andrew. Uh, All three brothers appear in it. It's directed by Andrew. Uh, Wow. And and it's kind of fascinating. I was reading like a, a, an oral history article that like talked to a bunch of the actors and the producer and all. And it's, I, I could not get a read on whether or not they knew how bad it was while they were making it. Definitely seemed like they know now. <laughs> and, and they don't seem bothered by it. <laughs> oh, wow. Kind of the signature line of the whole thing is when Kelsey's Gra- Kelsey Grammer's character is describing the money playing to this thief he's hiring to rob it for him. 
and it's like like describing like high stakes casino in the sky it's like you want to bet on a guy effing an alligator money playing like what's the <laughs> bet there like genuinely curious it's <laughs> the over under on that yeah <laughs> And, and and the funniest thing, like, they do eventually get into, like, more kind of interesting type betting, but, like, the first game they play once they're on the plane is just, like, Texas Hold'em. It's, it's poker. <laughs> I'm going to play Texas Hold'em in this guy. But then they go right from poker to, like, throwing a guy in a room with a venomous snake and the people betting on how long it would take for him to die. So there is a snake. It escalates so quickly. So there is a snake on this plane. Well, it wasn't on the plane. It was like a remote video thing that that the shadowy group running the plane had set up. Wow. So they've got some uh, pretty good Wi-Fi on this plane then to be live streaming something from a room somewhere. Yeah, like there's They're a just lot flying in a circle around that house. <laughs> there's a lot of things about the whole plane setup that raises so many questions. And I think my favorite part, like, there's this moment where the thieves are trying to take over the cockpit and like they go in, they neutralize the pilot. And somehow this thief who has had all this time to prepare is surprised when the co-pilot suddenly stands up just out of his view. <laughs> like he didn't expect a co-pilot in this criminal enterprise. Well, okay, hold on. I'm just about ready. I'm gonna go into the I'm gonna I'm gonna go into the cockpit now and take out the one person that's going to be in there. We all know there's only one person yeah. in the cockpit of an airplane. <laughs> And the fact that the co-pilot was just quietly sitting there while he he neutralized the pilot, passes him out of the cockpit, and like <laughs> suddenly just the the co-pilot rises into view as he's turning around. And of course, like the co-pilot is very clearly like, I'm assuming some kind of athlete has he looked entirely too big to be in a cramped playing cockpit. <laughs> Maybe he had just put his last peanut butter cookie into his mouth and realized he had no milk and had to sit there and just <laughs> just chew it. Oh, oh, oh. Take forever and, and to I, eat that peanut butter cookie. And I will say, like, I Before he engaged I, in fisticuffs. Yeah. I, I ended up purchasing the movie because it was $6 for a rental or $10 to own it. <laughs> and I am absolutely going to pay the extra $4 to own, own that piece of cinema. <laughs> Wonderful. No, it was. And, and the reason, I, like, this movie had been completely under my radar, but there's a, a wrestling podcast I follow that occasionally will talk about bad movies. And, of course, this one starred a wrestler, so, of course, they were aware of it. And so they talked about it for a couple episodes, and I finally, like, okay, I, I have to check out this train wreck. <laughs> and, like, actually ended up enjoying myself. And the same thing happened with last year's Cats movie. I watched it because of them and actually enjoyed myself. That's, I was a, like, that's a roomy cockpit. I'm looking at some photos, some stills from the movie. Like, yeah. That's a very roomy cockpit. <laughs> but it's definitely uh, a movie cockpit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, it, it's just when they're in the back where all the passengers are, you can tell it must have been like a fairly small type of plane. Has like, 
like I, I have seen large luxury airliners, which is what you'd expect for a fancy casino in the sky. And I just love the concept of like, no, they fly into international airspace before the gambling begins. I'm, I'm sure that's something, right? Sure, why not? Everything goes in international airspace, just like international waters. Did the captain marry anybody? <laughs> okay. We're an international. I don't know. Please. Yeah, that's uh, that's quite the movie. I'm just looking it, through the stills here. Like, oh, they got there's your uh, your poker table. It, it it's so ridiculous in so many ways. <laughs> got some pretty sw- pretty swinging uh, posters, man. Those posters are not joking around. Like, look at how serious we are. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, I might have to. Uh... Yeah, where is that available to watch? Yeah. Um, I like it's available on a bunch of digital outlets. Like the the I bought it on Amazon. Like I said, ten bucks to own it as opposed to six for a rental. <laughs> and I'm well, sure it's available elsewhere. One and a half star on uh on IMDb. <laughs> oh no, the reviews savage it and like completely fairly. I feel like it's just it's one of those bad movies that like. You can't take it seriously. Like, I, 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 at some point, I was just like, yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying myself with this. I don't know why, but I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> Mike, I have a suggestion for you for a bad movie that you might want to watch, because I know that you are a fan of Hugh Beaumont. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike, who's, who's, who, who's Hugh Beaumont? Oh, Hugh Beaumont, oh. Uh, was an actor who played Ward Cleaver on Leave It to Beaver. He was he was Wally and Beaver's dad. Yeah, always trying to teach a lesson. Well, he's also oh no, Doctor Judd Bellamin in The Mole People <laughs> from 1956. Have you seen this? A movie that comes in at a at a uh. A tight, tightly packed 77 minutes. <laughs> wow. I've seen it years ago, years ago. Couldn't it's, even my, make it I, it's the one I love to, to pull out there. It's like, you know, these people that we know from like, oh, like this, you know, like to me, Hugh Beaumont is Ward Cleaver. Like, I don't know him as anything else. Like, there's plenty of actors nowadays. Like, oh, the person's on the TV show, they're this, yeah. and they've been in some movies and stuff. He was in other Ward stuff, Cleaver, but it, he was never oh, in sure. anything that I saw. Sure, oh, because he's a, he was a working actor. He, he was in all sorts of other stuff. And this is one of the movies he was in. It's The Mole People. <laughs> a 1956 uh, black and white science fiction horror film from Universal. Where, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of archaeologists find a race of... Uh, okay, here we go. Let's just... Tell me, where, tell me at what point you're in. <laughs> like, what point will, do you want to watch this movie? Archaeologists Dr. Roger Bentley and Dr. John Bellman find a race of Sumerian albinos living deep under the earth. I'm already in. Wait, people? Albino people? Sumerian albinos. So people. Albino people. All right. Okay, so Josh is in. Mike's not in just yet. Let me read another sentence. They keep mutant humanoid mole men as their slaves to harvest mushrooms which serve as their primary food source yeah now i'm in 
All right. That happens in the first like 10 minutes. Yeah. Mole people. They're afraid of light. And the, the archaeologists bring a flashlight. And there's a, a major point of contention about whether or not they have magic. And whether or not they are gods because they can produce a bright light. Right, yeah, it's and it's and of course, <laughs> and of course, if I, as I recall, when I was watching it, I was like, "Oh, and he's not like absorbing himself into another character at all. He totally sounds like Ward Cleaver." <laughs> really? Like, is yeah, he, he does. Is he admonishing he's not doing a people crazy for accent. doing stupid not, things? This guy's no Johnny Depp. Sorry, you know, like Hugh Beaumont is not going to disappear into a role. <laughs> Well, and especially like uh, has when was Leave It to Be for like time wise? Was this after or like during? This is before, isn't it? It's fifty six. Yeah, so that's the, the year before Leave It to Beaver started. Okay. So I like, was just when, he, when Ward when when Hugh Beaumont got Leave It to Beaver, he was able to leave this these movies behind, never again. Well, as I was just wondering, as if it came after, I could have seen like that's what they were going for. <laughs> no, he just like. You know, he was just, he's, he's a guy and he's an authority figure. He, he had one mode when he was acting. Well, I don't know how much he looked, you know, what he did in other roles, but like, you know, as an archaeologist who's like in charge of stuff and he's an authority figure. And when he's Ward Cleaver, he's in charge of things and he's an authority figure, you know. <laughs> so, and he's, and you recognize his voice. So he sounds a lot like Ward Cleaver in this role. He didn't suddenly have a crazy accent. He wasn't wearing an eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't walk with a limp. Wow, the mole um, people. Yeah, he had a lot, a lot, a lot of movie um, credits, and they wrapped up right around 1965. Six, uh, well, he did 65. He, they wrapped up mostly around 55, 56, 57. And then he went into which TV. Makes, and then he did Leave it to Beaver in 57, which makes me think that, like, basically he discovered the, the, the steady paycheck from TV. And at the time, too, keep in mind, TV people were making, like, 40 episodes a season. Um, that the whole movie thing just kind of, that was it. I don't have to do those movies anymore. Yeah, it always is kind of interesting because, like, there was definitely a time period where TV was a lot more respected by creatives than it is now. Well, and it was, I think... For, for actors during the studio system, I think there were, there were actors who like, they would get a role because they actually auditioned for the roles. Like, you know, he, he had to go for that role and he got that role and he liked that character and he did the show and he liked the show and there was a steady paycheck and he was, he kept doing it and he enjoyed that character in the show and everything. And he didn't like, you know, if you were a, an actor in the studio system, you, you had less, unless you were a really big star, you didn't have a lot of say in what you were in. You were under contract with the studio That's and they true. said, oh, we're going to just jam you into five movies this year and you're going to play the role we want you to play. It's why, char it's why character actors got so pigeonholed into certain types of roles because it's like, well, what, you know, the studio said, well, why would we ever put Peter Laurie <laughs> into any role except he's, yeah, even though maybe he's got some dramatic chops, he's going to play the little creepy guy, you know? Like that's what he played. That's what he did. Wow, he was um, in a... Clark, Clark Gable was was handsome and had a great voice, and so they put him in all the leading man roles. He, they didn't make him a character. They didn't make him a best friend. He was Hugh, bankable. Hugh Beaumont so rolled him from one to the other. Played Dr. Guy Stanton in episode 10 of season one of Science Fiction Theater in 1955. Nice. George McFly's favorite show. 
<laughs> sure. You're just looking through the old, uh, look at all these uh, guest, guest spots on four star playhouse and uh, Pepsi Cola playhouse and all those. Yeah. Wow. He's on four star playhouse a lot. He was in Petticoat Junction. <laughs> you know, episode of Wagon Train, Mannix. Yeah. Yeah. You know, working actor, you know, did a bunch of guest spots. Yeah. It's a lot of one, two, and three episodes and things. Well, and that's, you know. Um, well, even nowadays, you can find a lot of actors for which that's true. Yeah. A sure. Lot of, a lot of character actors just end up with, like, and we, we had him on this such and such a show for a three-episode arc. So there's that. Um, and then there's also, I'm going to throw this out there, um, the monolith monsters. As long as we're in, in the 1950s, um, the monolith monsters, also black and white. Um I don't see the length of the movie, but I recall it not being terribly long. I mean, most movies of that era yeah. wouldn't be very long. Oh, we're in 17, so there you That's go. That's the same time. Um, yeah. Same as yeah. the mole people. Um, starring nobody you've ever heard of, um, <laughs> called The Monolith Monsters, which is about a, a meteorite, a meteor crashes to Earth into a bunch of pieces in a southwestern, like on the hillside, on the foothills of a mountain, in a, in the the u.s southwest and then there's rain and the rocks from the meteor get wet and they all grow into big tall monoliths like they grow like they become big tall rocks sure you know, they look like obelisks sure. and they all grow really big and they keep growing and keep growing and keep growing until they can't stand up anymore and then they fall over and they break into a whole bunch of pieces and, and then when the... those pieces get wet oh, they no. all in grow and they, so it's like gremlins the entire movie <laughs> the entire movie is a group of people in the town at the base of this foothill realizing that this is happening and having to uh, figure out a way to stop the slowly moving pile <laughs> of rocks, the world's <laughs> slowest landslide, <laughs> rock slide, uh, wow. avalanche, whatever you want to call it, that's coming down yeah. the mountain. <laughs> and they stretched that out to an hour 17, huh? Yeah, they managed to make that into an hour 17. Well, the argument is that this could potentially take over the entire planet. Because they'll, they'll just, like with rain, they'll just keep growing. This is like, you know, if, if, uh, if Gizmo jumps in the ocean in the Gremlins, <laughs> we got trouble. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what the movie's about. So the monolith, quote, monsters, because there are no actual monsters. There are... No, that's... Big tall rock obelisks that fall over and break right. into pieces. The word the word monsters is not actually in quotes in the title. If you're googling, no, for it's it. not, but it should be. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, the movie poster is spectacular because it shows um, it shows these big monoliths and they're falling over and they're breaking into pieces and rocks are flying everywhere. And there is in this movie poster probably. You've got your, your, your male and female leader out in front, and there's a dog. And then there's, in, uh, along with them, all over throughout the movie poster, there's probably, I don't know, a hundred other people that are all running at breakneck speed to get away from these things that are moving really, grow. really slowly. And then, you know, they get to be like eh, 30, 40 feet tall, and then they fall over and break into pieces. Are they, are they? Down. 30 feet down the hill screaming as they're running and constantly looking over their shoulder fallen 
<laughs> Some of them are well, yeah, because they're constantly looking over their shoulders, so they're going to trip over stuff. Oh yeah, yeah and then they're not going to be able a, to get up, and they're they're just going to there's one lay there screaming and staring right at the slowly moving rock <laughs> as it takes person, five minutes of screen time to get to them. <laughs> one person right there got crushed. We only see part of him. <laughs> the lower half of him is underneath the monolith monster. Mammoth skyscrapers of stone thundering across the earth. It says on the movie poster. <laughs> thundering, huh? Yeah. S- skyscrapers. Skyscrapers of stone. Yeah. This is this is how tall a skyscraper was in 1957. <laughs> they were still they were pretty tall by then. Yeah, but you know, these things were not skyscraper height. In the movie. No. No, not by a long shot. <laughs> they they'd, were tall. They'd get to what, like 30 feet tall and then fall over? Uh, I don't remember for sure. Probably maybe a little taller than that, maybe 50 or something, but like they weren't. They weren't like the Washington Monument, you know? They right. were just columns of rocks that kind of got a little tall, and they, they grew at a little bit of an angle, and eventually... Well, sure. Over they went. Yeah, so, so some fell sooner those, than others. Those were both fun movies, so watch those. <laughs> now, Thought I'd share that with you. Would, would you recommend that anybody watch Manos, Hands of Fate? Uh, sure. Um, Manos, Hands of Fate is terrible. Uh, there's multiple versions that you can watch with Mystery Science Theater or the Rift Tracks uh, guys uh, making fun of it. If that's your, if that's your, uh, if that's thing. what you need to get through it, yeah. Um, or you can, uh, I would, I would recommend this because there's nothing about the movie that's going to, like, n- nothing you can learn about the movie beforehand is going to ruin the movie for you because the movie's terrible. Um, so what you can do is go to the Wikipedia page, read the entire synopsis, read all the trivia, read all about how it got made, how it was like one guy's dream, <laughs> like some aluminum siding salesman or something like that, wasn't it? It was like some one dude's... I thought it like, was fertilizer. To make a, yeah, and, and read about how the, uh, the suit and the prosthetic thing was made for torgo the character of torgo and, and, he, and he, he put what it on backwards to look like and what it was supposed to be and then what like literally learn everything you can about the movie and then watch and see like this like it's it's a great you know it's one of those it's it's an ed wood type moment like you can learn everything you can about the people making the movie and how they wanted to what they wanted it to be and all this sort of thing and then watch it and then see like how Torgo's costume actually ended up and what the acting was like and what the hell is up with that scene with the cop stops and talks to the two people making out in the car and none of those people in the car ever play into the storyline ever again. <laughs> yeah. Harold or, uh, or the extended sequence where they had no way of controlling the, the moths on the nighttime set. Yeah. They were filming outside <laughs> at night and so the moths, moths kept attacking the lights because they had lighting. <laughs> And they only had like one light right behind the camera, so the moths were constantly flying at the camera lens and all around right. it. Right, and when they had and when they had the premiere for the movie, it was at a local to this person's hometown local theater. El Paso, and they Texas. Could only, and they could only they could only afford one limousine, so they would have the limousine pull up and let people out who made the movie, and then the limousine would drive around the block and pick more people and pick up. up, other people that were in the movie, and drive them around and drop them off at the movie. For the red carpet treatment. Yeah, the guy's name is uh, Harold P. Warren, an insurance and fertilizer salesman. There you go. I knew it was something like that. Earl P. Warren here. <laughs> Come down to Earl P. Warren's fertilizer sales. 
You can pick up some insurance while you're at it. And I'm raising funds to make a movie. Well, I was about to say, if nothing else, like even amongst people who have never seen it, that movie has gone down in cinematic history in a way. Absolutely. It's, it's terrible. It's so bad. It's, it's up there with Ed Wood stuff. Um, but it was, but you know, it, I think it fits into that mold of the Ed Wood stuff where it's like, like the people who made it, they really tried. They really wanted to make a movie badly. They really wanted to, to make something fun and that people would enjoy. But it's just like, it's made by amateurs. So it doesn't, uh, it's, it's not the, it doesn't have the strongest story. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Hell, the title means hands, hands of faith. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about this. He made, he made the film as the result of a bet with somebody else. That's a good way to make a film. <laughs> bet you, bet you can't, bet you make, can't make this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How much you want to bet? <laughs> and I mean, hey, sometimes those kinds of bets work out because there's, the, um, there's the story of Jim Butcher making uh, the Codex Alera series of books basically based on a bet. <laughs> bet. That's great. It was, I, like, I can't remember the full context. It was uh, some writer's workshop and someone was, like, Jim Butcher was like, you can make a good story out of anything. It just might take some work. And someone had, like, I don't know the full story, but, like, apparently this person basically made him a bet that, like, he could give him something that he couldn't make a neat story out of. And, and Jim Butcher was like, okay, I'll let you pick two things and I will make a story out of it. And those two things were Pokemon and the lost uh, Ninth Roman Legion. Uh, and from that, you get the Codex Alera series of novels, which might be my favorite thing. Jim Butcher, who's more famous for the Dresden Files, ever made. Wow. Okay, we'll see. It can be done. Yeah. It just wasn't with Man of Sands. It just didn't work out here. But, but it, it's not the worst. A bet is not the worst reason to make a thing. Don't, don't let that stop you. Hey, Mike, remember back uh, like eight years ago when we bet each other we couldn't make a podcast? Is that how this happened? <laughs> Something like that. We kind of both challenged each other. We should make a podcast. We talked about it kind of like, you know, like, like. You, you know, we talked about it like no, but neither one of us was serious for a little while, and then all right. of a sudden it was serious. Well, I knew there was a there was a period where you would draw a lot of attention to every time you hit a milestone that most podcasts never hit. Yeah, because it was a big deal. Like I tell people now that like yeah, we've been doing it for like you know seven plus years, and we haven't missed a single week. <laughs> like I say it like so nonchalantly. Yeah, Whereas, new episode, like, it was new episode every single Wednesday. For all yeah, whereas time. it was a huge deal for a while there. Yeah, we talked about pod fading a few times early on. Uh -huh. like, you know, we've lasted longer than 90% of podcasts. What's that number now? Oh, we've lasted longer than all of them. <laughs> like, there's no podcast that's been running longer. Oh, that's not <laughs> I don't true. Know if that's true. But I would, I, I, would, I would go so far as to say that, I mean, Admittedly, there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, but I would imagine there are not that many that have gone along, gone on as long as this one has. Without hit, missing an update. Without, without missing a single episode on the same day every week for that entire time. There's not a lot. That, like, even as many as I listen to, I feel like that's fairly accurate. Has, like, 
there are so many where there might be reasons where they take a week off or, but yep. whereas you, you always like record extra so you can be sure you've got something that can go up. Yeah, I don't know why we roped ourselves into that and now we're stuck with it. <laughs> you know, like five years ago, Mike, we could have just been like, well, we'll just miss an episode and then right. that'll give us permission to do it, <laughs> to miss one every often, now and then. Sure. But we didn't. <laughs> and now here we are doing a double up because, <laughs> because I'm doing an online convention, which as you're listening to this is already over because we, doubled, we, we doubled up on episodes. <laughs> So that I didn't have to record that weekend. Uh, I don't know anything else. There's those are my movie recommendations. Go back to the fifties, watch some black and white stuff, and they're short. So like if you if, if they suck, you only wasted seventy seven minutes. And of course, I mainly wanted an, an excuse to mention money plane and maybe bring <laughs> up cats, which mission accomplished. Because <laughs> let me tell you, in that twenty nineteen. Cats movie, like Idris Alba knew the quality of what he was making and just had fun with it. Well, you know, we've talked about how, like, when Ian Ziering made Sharknado, the story goes that he talked to uh, Jason Priestley. He's like, hey, they want me for this movie. And, like, he got advice from people and they just said, like, just go have fun with it. Yeah, it's going to be ridiculous. I still can't but believe it's a, how it's many a job of- it'll pay. You'll have fun. And I can't believe how many of them there are. Cause like I je- like I enjoy the first couple, but yeah, it definitely hit that point where it's just it got so self-referential that it's like, okay, maybe it's time to let this go to sleep. And then three other movies later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you hit the trilogy and you're like, well, we could wrap it up here, or we could do three more. I think they did six. Is that how many? Six total, yeah. Because I just remember being surprised when I saw the uh the, the fourth one has what's it called the fourth awakens yeah, yeah. Uh, in Best Buy <laughs> one day and it's like really yep I think that was the last one I watched <laughs> what was the fifth one about uh, it was about Sharknados so it was about yeah. sharks and tornadoes <laughs> <laughs> was the fourth awakens the one with David Hasselhoff on the moon I don't remember if they I mean that's the one I think where they first did the the lightsaber chainsaw <laughs> well yeah it's like did they go they went to space with that was that the one where they first went to space i don't even know don't Does, know. is it important which one they first went to space with no i'm trying to figure out yeah, which let, one is the last let's one i watched talk the rich lore of uh, the sharknado <laughs> films can't believe you screwed up talking about the continuity of the sharknado universe it's very important to watch them in order Is there a machete order for Sharknado movies? Like, are you supposed to skip one and start with the start with the fourth one? No, there's no prequels or anything like that. They they, they do take place in order. They so do I think go in order if you just watch them by the numbers. Like you're right in the middle, they suddenly do a prequel, <laughs> the first Sharknado, and it's like you know, Ian Ziering's father, <laughs> his character's father. We learn how. He was born. No. Even better, they spl- they spliced together unused footage from 90210. Sure. <laughs> to get a, a young Finn. Or, wait, no, that's his son's name. What's his name? Steve? No, Steve Sanders was on 90210. What the hell is his name in Sharknado? Uh, it's a stupid name. It's a, yeah. It's something like Finn. Like, it's a, shark, it's a fish-related name. 
fish related name. <laughs> I I don't recall. Yeah, it's, it Nobody is Finn. It's Google Finn Shepard. What was Shepherd, his son's right? name? Finn Finley Shepard. Finley. Finn Finley. Finley. Who names their kid Finley? Come on. Alrighty. Anyway, do we have a? Do we have a question? We do have a question. Excellent. One fifty-seven question. Kevin asks, "Bread is regularly eaten, toasted or untoasted. Bagels are the same." But has anyone ever eaten an English muffin without toasting it? What is wrong with the English muffin that no one eats it untoasted? <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> I've actually eaten them untoasted, so I I cannot weigh in on this question. So, the, well, no, that that is you weighing in on it. You are saying that oh, people do, in fact, eat them untoasted. I, I I've had like specific types I will eat untoasted, like the blueberry ones or um at Kroger, uh one of the brands they carry has a sourdough one that I like untoasted. I don't know. I think I'm also I've never had an English muffin without anything on it. Just plain. Yeah, but I I think that like if you had something that had like, you know, blueberry or <laughs> if it was like sourdough, I like like the taste of sourdough just generally if you had if it's got berries or something in it um i might eat it without putting butter or honey or jelly or something on it i've used uh bagels to make sandwiches yeah so i see where he's he, yeah. he, you know does anybody ever use english muffins as sandwich bread oh absolutely I Breakfast, I, I, I can do breakfast sandwiches with English muffins. Yeah, that's yeah, but those exactly are what I use them for. Like when I'm making eggs that morning, like I'll throw some cheese and the eggs on a split English muffin, and that's breakfast. But you don't toast it. I don't toast it when I'm doing that. Correct. Yeah, I don't think. But I've it's getting warmed up by the untoasted. It's getting warmed up by the egg, though. But it's not getting toasted by the egg. No, yeah. I know. Very, very distinct. It's not textural like, difference in that. But it's yeah, not like there's. Putting cold cuts on, you know, plain <laughs> I don't untoasted have any, English I don't have muffin. Any, I don't have any Wonder Bread, so I, I want it, and I want a sandwich. I want a ham and cheese sandwich. Nice get cold out a plain ham and cheese sandwich. English muffin and slap some ham and cheese on there. A little mustard. They're very um, rubbery and chewy and like gluteny, right? Yeah, untoasted. Yeah, they're springy. Yeah, doughy. Untoasted, yeah. Very doughy. So what's wrong with them that, well, you know, I guess, uh, Kevin, there's nothing wrong with them that people won't eat them untoasted because we have at least one person um, here who eats them untoasted. Uh, and so that means, based on our sample size, that 33% of people in the world who have English muffins have them untoasted because that's science. I no, think they're, uh, they're just a vehicle for <laughs> melted butter. Honey or whatever, yeah. You toast them, I, I do, and then you put I the butter on it. I do feel like that. Yeah, I do feel like, however, you're using them, they are a vehicle for other things. Right. They've like, got. I will agree with that. They've got all those nooks and crannies, right? Isn't that how they used to be <laughs> well, advertised? That's the point. Yeah. If, if if an English muffin didn't have nooks and crannies, what the hell is that in your cupboard for? Yeah, that's a better question. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you ever buy? <laughs> English muffin that didn't have nooks and crannies in it. I don't know if it, you can call it an English muffin. Like I'm, I'm personally loathe if you get un if you get uncut English muffins, you know that aren't already cut. I'm I'm loathe to actually put a knife. I usually take it and you, you know you, you just slowly rip it apart. 
get your fingernails around the corner and just kind of rip it apart so it stays all kinds of bumpy. Yeah. The more bumps, the better. More nooks and crannies. Uneven surface for toasting or more crunchy bits. Yeah, I actually, well, there you go. actually consulted a, an expert. I know somebody who used to manage a McDonald's and I was, uh, I was hoping, I was suspecting that maybe, you know, because it's McDonald's, maybe they might not actually toast their English muffins. Maybe they're just, you know, warm because they've got warm stuff on them and they're sitting under a heat lamp for several minutes before you get it. But he, uh, he confirmed that they do toast them. Well, there you go. If McDonald's toasts them, that's what you got to do. I thought they did, though it has been a while since I had a fast food breakfast. If they're going to go through the time and effort and trouble of actually toasting them, maybe they're supposed to be toasted. But but it For, is acceptable to you know, not toast them. If if that's your thing, if that's your jam or jelly or butter or honey, um, <laughs> yeah, just put them on their cold. <laughs> if that's what you like in your nooks and crannies. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just a question of whether or not whether or not you want uh, warm nooks and crannies or not. Some people like the cold nooks and crannies. <laughs> Glad we solved that one. Whew, the world's going to be better for it. Take that, twenty twenty. Finally, something good. <laughs> <Glimmer of> <laughs> <hope>. <laughs> Finally, solved the whole nooks and cranny thing. Nooks and crannies, good or bad? Nerdburger says good. <laughs> toasted or untoasted either way <laughs> oh boy is that well, an episode i believe it is josh Gosh. thank you for bringing us money plane yeah you thank you bring us money <laughs> i enjoyed it thanks for having me on again oh boy mike craig where can they find us? They can find us at nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow on the Twitters and the Facebook. Email us, nerdburgershow at gmail.com. Finn's son in Sharknado was named Gil. There you go. I had forgotten <laughs> about that one. <laughs> uh, and? Uh, you can go to nerdburgergames.com to look at all the game stuff I'm working on, and you can go to drivethroughrpg.com to buy games. <laughs> On the next episode of Nerdburger, Mike and Craig get hammered on wood alcohol and go to the Walmart Uh-oh. on their discontinued segues where they show off their nooks and crannies. <laughs>I mean, where alcohol's involved, can you rule anything out? That's a good point. (laughs) I think there's nooks, there's crannies. It's toasted and untoasted at the same time. There's monolith monsters and Hugh Beaumont. Thanks for bringing us to see the Wizard of Oz at the Walmart (laughs) parking lot, Dad. What's that over there? Well, son, (laughs) those are the nooks and crannies of two middle-aged men. (laughs) (laughs) gee dad they shouldn't be doing that should they no no beef they really shouldn't
Oh, well, that's what you get for freaking moonshine, right? <laughs> shine. <laughs> Apostrophe shine. <laughs> Good, Good old shine. I'm too drunk to suit two syllables. All right. Does that do it? That'll do her. I believe so. All right. Yeah, now I got to try to go do some yard work before D&D tonight. Oh, boy. Hooray. Have fun with that. (laughs) (laughs) And enjoy your English muffin tomorrow morning, untoasted. Do not have any in the pantry Ah. at the moment. Oh, well. I'm going to have to go buy some just to try that. Yeah, no kidding. Now I want now I want English muffins. I'm gonna have to make sure I get some. <laughs> Put that on your list. Yeah. Um. All right, everybody. Okay. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.